my name is Kay Did, and welcome to Hear Our Voices. So, this is the first podcast of Hear Our Voices. You might be asking yourself, what is this, right? Um, many people know what podcasts are, but this particular podcast is about homelessness and the resources that are out there in New York City. Right now we're doing New York City because that's where we're based at, that's where I live, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and what do we have in store for this channel. So we're going to be doing a lot of different, um, first let me get into myself, right? So I'm a YouTuber. My name is Kayda Davis on YouTube. I'm a mom of a five-year-old girl. I'm also a person who is, and who, not right now, I I live in NYCHA housing, and I, these are things you can honestly just find on the internet if you Google me, <laughs> so I'm not telling you something that's like, oh my gosh, she's telling us where she's living, no, it's the stuff I already put out on the internet, and so I don't feel any way of putting it out there now. I used to be homeless in New York City with my daughter, I was there for a year and some change, and when I was in the shelter... All right. When I was in the shelter, before I went to the shelter, actually, it was just a terrifying ordeal. <laughs> I didn't want to be homeless. I looked up, like, down on myself, like, why would? How did I get this far? How I am eight months pregnant? At the time, I was like, before I was like, how about you four or five months pregnant, trying to figure out where to go for shelter? Um, then when I got closer to my, um, to my pregnancy time. That's when my landlord told me she doesn't want me to live with her, with my child. So I was eight months pregnant and out on my luck. And I went through many different ways to get shelter. I went through private sectors and I went through um, PATH. If you don't know, PATH is located in the Bronx, New York. And that's where I went to go find refuge. And when I initially went there, I was denied. I was denied several times. Because they told me that I wasn't homeless. A person could just kick you out. But they don't understand I didn't have a lease with this person. Because the person I lived with at the time. Um, I lived with them many years. Since I was born, actually. So, by the time they got to me. <laughs> like, I, like I, by the time I got older, I didn't have a lease. My mom. Technically, I don't think my mother didn't have a lease, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think it's a written anything. I think it's just, like, word of mouth. You know how people are sometimes. Um, and because I was not on the lease and I didn't get evicted they didn't want to accept me um what I know now what I didn't know then is that yeah they can deny you but they supposed to also um because New York City has a uh, a right to shelter so they're supposed to take me in no matter what basically they just like I should have stayed there so they could put me in like a housing thing overnight because they do that like if you get there later in the day they put you in this housing thing whatever um I didn't know that I had to basically fight for my rights <laughs> to be um, taken in. Um, I didn't fight that hard, and I wish that I did. God would have got helped out sooner. But everything honestly happens for a reason. Um, so, I went through that whole ordeal. I went through the shelter, and being in the shelter was very... It was draining. It was depressing. I had my little baby with me, 
and then she grew up. By the time she left, she's like, oh my gosh, she was so sad. I, I tried to explain to granted, granted, she's very, she's a bit like a child still, like a baby. Um, at this point, when we left, she's like, one and change. She doesn't understand. Maybe she was two. She doesn't understand and comprehend. Um, no, I think she was two at the time. That this is not really our home. I'm, I'm kind of grateful that she was so young. When she was a child, because she doesn't have a memory of it. She doesn't remember being in that place that I know of anyway. I never really asked her about it. Um, but a two-year-old doesn't have that much memory normally, so I would not think that she would remember, remember that place, right? So, um, when I was in the shelter, I went through many ups and downs, to be honest. Um, many, we surprised housing specialists and many directors, and I stayed in one shelter for a whole year. Um, I stayed in altogether four shelters, but I stayed in one of the shelters for the four, for, um, for a whole year. And, um, a year and, like, a month or so. And that just, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this from my perspective, right? So, in a shelter, I feel like you should just keep your head down, right? You should just go in there, do what you have to do, not make any friends. And I say this because a lot of people go in there, they make friends, they do all these things. And it sidetracks them to not get out shelter faster. Um, people end up getting the case in there because... There's always something happening and somebody's fighting and somebody's fighting over somebody's boyfriend or somebody's husband. And you would think that, oh, shelter's not like that. No, shelter's like that. Um, so, I'm not saying all shelters, but I think most of the time that's how shelters are, especially with families. Because I went to a family shelter because I had a family. I'm a family of two, you know? So, I went there with my daughter and I knew for a fact that I had to just keep my head down. And I had to just try to stay on the path that I need to to get out of shelter. Um... The people there really, um, most times, weren't helpful. <laughs> so you have to do a lot of your own research and really motivate yourself to get out of the situation that you're in. You cannot think like, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> I was also a lot of times thinking, wow, I'm going to be here forever. Like, I literally told my case manager and my house, especially, I'm going to be here forever because I feel like it was no way out. I feel like I had nowhere to go. It felt like... Um, there was nothing for me out there. Like the world, New York didn't want me, and I love New York. You would think that oh, go to a different state. Honestly, I don't want to move to any other state. It's, it's cute to visit places, but it's not cute to live there. <laughs> to me personally, you know, that's just my opinion. So I stayed. I stayed, and um, they told me all these resources, and like sometimes they told me, depending who I had. When I first got there, um, the housing specialist I got, she wasn't very helpful. I had to ask her about programs. And her job is to help me find housing. And she wasn't helping me to find nothing. And at the time, I had a job. And she and I asked her about certain programs. And I, like, do research and Google. Like, honestly, if you don't have a housing specialist or a caseworker, like, I, and even a director. Because at one point in that year, I got about, I met two um, directors I met probably two or three housing, no, two housing specialists that asked for um a new one at one point. So three, I think it's three. My original one, the one I ended up getting, and then that person left, and I got a new one. And I got um a case manager, right? So all these, like, you know, different people and not having the resources that I actually need when I was in the shelter, I had to do a lot of Googling. Google is your friend. If you don't think so... I'm telling you today, 
get it from your girl Kate did okay Google is your friend and I learned very hard like very fast that um googling could definitely definitely help me you know what I'm saying definitely help so let's not get into me as much right so um my story it might sound like a drastic shift but if you do want to hear more about my story I don't want to take up so much of the time with you guys. Um, I definitely can do more so you can understand how me and my daughter have gone through the shelter system. But I honestly can say from my perspective that it can be very scary, it can be very daunting, but you can get through it. When you make up the mindset that you're going to push on and you're going to make it, you definitely, it, it, the time that you find get an apartment or NYCHA or anything um, can come up very fast you'd be very surprised when I kind of knock out of it and this came out of it like something's gonna be better I'm gonna find a place that's when I actually end up getting calls from Niger so everything happens for a reason so um as I said before we're gonna be having different interviews with different families who are in shelter right now or who did shelter already in New York City we're also gonna have different um people come on who work with the homeless population and also people who do like different researches with the home homeless population also we're gonna have people who work with the children we're gonna have people children on also doing interviews we're gonna talk about different things with families of how how it started out for them in sh- going to shelter and path in New York City and how their time was in path in a shelter and also how they are now so I hope you are prepared to hear the stories. I hope you don't judge the families because one day it can be you. Anything can make you homeless at any time. It could be a fire. It could be a natural disaster. It could just be a landlord. It could be a pandemic. You honestly don't know when it's your turn to go through that struggle. So I just hope you come here with an open heart and an open mind and not here to judge the families that we have on the show. I will do my best. This is my first time doing a podcast. I do YouTube. So it's, to me, it's probably easier because you don't have to show your face. <laughs> and you don't have to really put yourself together. You could be in shorts and a shirt and you're good to go like I am right now. So imagine somebody in blue shorts and a black and white shirt. That's what I'm wearing right now. And so... This is definitely a different platform than YouTube, but I hope that the information can get out there to the families that actually need it. And hopefully a politician could hear the stories of these people and want to make less families in shelters. Um, I'm in different programs and like different things that will say no babies in shelters. If you don't know, a lot of the people in shelters, I'm gonna give you some like um, statistics. Shelters, Family shelters are the people who have the most shelters. Obviously, because it's like families and it's like children, all that stuff, right? They also have people under a certain age. Most of it's like babies, newborns. Like, I want to say three to four years old with moms. Usually are single moms in shelter. And most of them are first, like, black, Hispanic, and then other. Um, the black population takes up a, a huge um, stake in in the homeless shelters also we're going to be talking about family shelters like regular ones and we're also going to be talking about domestic violence because people sometimes don't think about oh you can go homeless because of that yes if the person you who is hurting you 
who has the hand over you, who have the money over you, is staying in a home and or they own the home or rent the apartment and you can't survive by yourself, you end up going homeless. Or people just stay too scared for their life and their kids because you never just you just never know. You can go homeless because of that. So we're gonna bring different people with different backgrounds on here to share you their story. To show you that if you are this person listening to this podcast, that you also can make it out. And hearing this story hopefully makes a difference in your life and makes your life better. And hopefully that you can share this out to other people. And hopefully, as I said before, politicians can hear this and definitely be able to help people in these situations get a better life. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And please share this podcast to your friends and family. And hopefully they can help push our this narrative forward that we don't need no more families homeless. No more people homeless. Not just only families, to be honest. No more people homeless. And that everybody needs a home and should get a home. And if, whether if it's affordable housing or you can just outright pay your rent. Whichever way it is, everybody should have a home. Nobody should be living on the street or have to live doubled up if they freaking help it, you know? So, guys, see you in the next episode. I have so many things to unpack with you. If you have any questions, you'll see in the bio that we have an email address. So, if you, want, if you have any ideas of episodes that you want to have come up, definitely email it to us. And if you have any questions, email to us and we'll try to answer it either in email or in a podcast. Probably I'll do both because you never know if your question can help out other people out there who are wondering the same exact thing that you are. And no question is stupid. So I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.